It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends. And welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast, talking real estate as we do around the UAE. And of course, it's available on Spotify these days, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. As our weekend continues on our Sunday morning in Dubai, it is December the 3rd today. Hope your weekend is going great guns. And coming up this morning, we are once again taking a look back over some of the stories and some of the interviews that has helped shape our seven days of real estate. COP28, we know, is continuing today through until the 12th day of the month. And a lot of focus on the city of Dubai, of course, with many world leaders coming here. We can only hope that the spirit of change around the world's climate is progressive and meaningful. Too often, of course, world leaders get together and it's a bit of a knees up. Not much really happens. And when you consider that there are 70,000 people associated with COP28 that are here in Dubai, it's a lot of people. So let's make something worthwhile come out of COP28. And just a reminder, if If you would like to send us an email, tell us what you're up to. If you've got a question or suggestion for that matter, our email address is dubaipropertypodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. But coming next, as we mentioned, we've got the interviews over the last seven days, including Jumeirah Golf Estate. Now, we know that that is a great part of Dubai. And this week, we were talking about a transaction that makes your eyes literally water in terms of how much somebody spent. And we will talk about that up next. We dive deep into topics like buying, selling, investing and maximising your property's value. From mortgage advice to the latest property data and trending numbers, your real estate journey starts here. One piece of news that is making the rounds uh, this week is a substantial transaction worth 300 million dirhams for a large plot of Jumeirah Golf Estate. Now, it is a, a nice estate, and the buyers certainly thought so, and a serious piece of coin being paid here, Michael. Absolutely, Craig. Uh, I don't want to go into too much detail on the transaction itself, as that is effectively all it is at the moment, a transaction, meaning we have nothing solid in terms of the plans for the land, whether it be development or simply to resell the land at a later stage. However, what I will say is it highlights the fact that even with talk of a price reduction or correction coming in the next 12 to 18 months, particularly on villas for that matter, there's still a major appetite for villa land and in particular villa land in close close proximity to a golf course. I think it's a bold move to buy this land during a historic peak, uh, but perhaps another indicator that Dubai's luxury sector is in fact poised for, dare I say, more sustained growth. 
Yes, no doubt about it. The luxury sector market is continuing to grow and there is real confidence by investors when they make these bold purchases. And when you talk of confidence in Dubai, that is such a big driver for people when it comes to making these large commitments to buying property and also to these large plots of land. Earlier this week, we were talking Talking about the buying process of property, and part of that was the No Objection Certificate, or known as NOC. And Raunak, you have conducted a couple of these transfers that didn't require an NOC. So for the audience, perhaps you can tell us how you manage that. Absolutely, Craig. So traditionally, uh, for a property transfer in Dubai, you often require a no objection certificate from the developer. It's a proof that seller has no outstanding payments owed to the developer. However, this process could be very time consuming and it takes, uh, I mean, the developers charges you between 500 to 5,000 dirhams. So many buildings now in Dubai have registered with the Molak system. It's a part of the Dubai land department and the Molak system is designed to monitor and uh, the service charges of individual units And under this system, uh, the property seller can actually obtain an electronic NOC. It's called an eNOC. Once you go to the trustee office, they actually tell you that uh, the seller has this much outstanding uh, service charges and it can be paid on the day of the transfer itself. So this actually streamlines the process and saves valuable time for both buyers and sellers. Unlock the secrets of real estate and stay informed about the latest real estate buzz with hot market trends, emerging suburbs and hidden gems. Question here for you this morning. Are there any other large villa communities that are comparable to Jumeirah Park? To be honest, Craig, Jumeirah Park is quite unique in terms of the product and the area, like super large standalone villas with large plots and a truly superb location right in the tick of everything. I mean, they don't really make them exactly like that anymore. The villas on offer in JP, like if airlifted into the Palm or perhaps Dubai Hills would easily be twice or three times the price. That being said, one area where there has been some crossover, especially of late, is Alfurjan. Okay, the plot sizes are not as big and the community is, for the most part, still under development. But for big standalone villas in a non-gated community with easy access to the city, Alfurjan is is literally the the only contender right now and will continue to become a major competitor of these long-established villa communities in the coming years. We are seeing some guys thinking of buying in Jumeirah Park. They're strongly considering Alfurjan now at the moment. So that will be the only contender, in my opinion. And Michael, perhaps you would like to tell the listeners from a geographical point of view that you've also got Jumeirah Islands that could be comparable, albeit they are a bit more expensive. Absolutely. I mean, Jumeirah Islands is kind of the center point. So Jumeirah Islands has 47 clusters with super large villas. Uh, But again, we're we're getting up the price range there. So you're looking at between 15 to 25 million. So Jumeirah Islands will be more comparable with the Palm and Dubai Hills as it stands. Whereas Jumeirah Park, uh, it's kind of on the borders of Jumeirah Islands. And again, that will be a lot more comparable with Furjan. So it's kind of like bronze level, gold level, if you know what I mean. So yeah, Jumeirah Islands is definitely an excellent option as well, but yeah, you're getting up there in the price point. If you're confused about the property market, don't be. 
Unlock and educate yourself with the latest trending analysis and interviews. And I believe that uh, Lucia was wanting to spend 2.5 million dirhams on an investment property with the best possible yield, Mario. That's right. Two and a half million dirhams will get you a great selection in most areas. But for the purpose of uh, Lucia's question, I'm going to focus on a few areas where the the yield or the return on investment, the ROI is high. Dubai already has a high level of rental yield when compared to other major cities in the world. I mean, it regularly beats places like London, Hong Kong and Singapore. So obviously it's attractive to investors from an uh, income perspective, especially when you factor in any capital appreciation. All right. Having said that, what are the areas that you've come up with for Lucia? So the first place to look at is Jamira Village Circle, which is known uh, as JVC. I've checked a few options for Lucia. So for 2.25 million, there is a one bedroom in a tower called 5JVC. Now, 5JVC is very popular with the youngsters because... They have like nightclubs and bars there, and it's uh, it's like a magnet for, for for young people. And of course, Five JVC is the sister uh, development of Five Palm, which is also very popular. Um, this is a, a high floor, uh, one bedroom. It's a good size. It's sixteen thirty two square feet, and there's in fact a few options in this building, ranging from around two to two point two five oh million. And just so that Lucia can understand, you can rent these out for approximately 110,000 dirhams, giving an ROI of 4.88%. Now, for a little bit more money, there's a two-bedroom apartment in a tower called Belgravia. This is by Ellington. There's a much larger size, 2,063 square feet. This gives you a much better ROI. It can be rented for around about 150,000, which will give you um, a return of approximately 6%. Now, these are apartments. Now, if Lucia wants to go for a house, there's a three-bedroom townhouse in a, in a project called Mirabella, uh, which will cost $2.4 million, so just under her budget. This is 3,305 square feet and could be also rented for around one fifty, which will bring an ROI of 645 Lastly, a four-bedroom townhouse. Um, this is how good this area is. You see, you could even get a four-bedroom unit. This can be bought in Mulberry Park for 2.5 million again. Great size, 3,931 square feet. And this is the best one because it can be rented for 180,000 dirhams, bringing an ROI of approximately 7.2%. You know, it does amaze me just how large these one bedders are. I mean, did you quote 1,600 square feet? Yeah, 1632 square feet. I mean, I have to say that developers in the last two, three, four, perhaps even five years uh, have started to build much, much smaller units. When I first came to Dubai 15 years ago, I mean, they, they were huge. Properties were really, really big compared to what I was used to, say, in the UK. As the years have gone on to try and keep the uh, the sort of ticket price down, They've, they've actually built smaller and smaller units. But uh, this particular one is, uh, is a really good size. 1632 for a one-bedroom is very, very spacious. Get insider tips from industry professionals and level up your real estate game by unlocking the secrets of successful real estate transactions. 
And we spoke with Lillian this week, and it was the third episode of the Life of a New Dubai Real Estate Agent. And we were chasing Lillian's first sale, and I asked her how she was getting on. I've actually had an incredible week, Craig. I'm really excited. So I'm six weeks in, a month and a half to real estate and also to Dubai. And I did make my first rental deal this weekend. So I actually had a young lady from Russia uh, in her early 20s who was looking for a one-bed furnished apartment in Dubai Marina. I spent the morning, I took her around four apartments in two buildings. One was Kayan Tower and the other one, Damak Heights. And she actually chose one on a high floor in Damak Heights. It was an 875 square foot one bed with quite an amazing view across the marina. So I did ask her, you know, why did you choose this one over the others? And she actually said that it was because there were lots of staff at the the reception and she likes the idea of this added security. But also Damak Heights, which is up the northern end of the marina, uh, it's got 40 floors on top that the interiors were actually done by Fendi. They're called Damak Residence and the facilities are pretty good. They've got a really high-class gym. They've got a co-ed working space that you can hire out. And so she took that apartment for 135,000 dirhams for the year in one check. But I have to say, I did notice that it's not just as simple as getting the tenant over the line. It's not like a work stops there. As a real estate broker, you then have to make all the contracts. So there's, of course, the Ajari that you have to deal with. There were a lot of questions from the tenant, uh, things about setting up the DWA, which is the Dubai Electrical and Water Authority. Uh, She wanted to know how to register the Ajari officially, which means you have to go into the office. This can sometimes take a few hours. And... Uh, One extra thing, the tenant really wanted a coffee machine and a microwave to be included in the deal. So we were able to get that over the line for her. So I was really excited to make my first rental. Oh, well done. Yeah, well done you. And did you find it a little bit interesting, like you mentioned that she is in her 20s, she's from Russia, but she said that there were more people in reception and she felt that that was good for security. Just, you know, with all the conversations we've had around security, Dubai is known to be safe. Yes, it is an interesting point. She's quite new to Dubai, so she perhaps um, hasn't experienced how safe it is here. I mean, I went for a run this morning at about 5.30 in the morning, and there's a shop in the marina that sells clothes and sunglasses and hats, and they leave all their stands out the front for 24 hours, even though the shop's not open at nighttime, because no one's going to steal anything. So it's a very safe place. Yeah, yeah, great. So how's that uh, running going? eh? Is there many people out when you go out? I guess there is. There are so many people. And actually, you were speaking about Mario going out on the bike on Sheikh Zayed Road a couple of weeks ago. This Sunday that just passed, they had a running version of that. So I unfortunately didn't know about it. But if you look up the videos, you see thousands and thousands of people running along um, outside the Museum of the Future. It's quite cool. Yeah, 5.30 in the morning, me running, forget that. Forget that me being in a gym at 5.30. Not for me. All right, so that's great news. So that is your first deal. So that is congratulations. But it doesn't stop there. The good news continues. You've only been going six weeks and you've made a property deal. 
I have. I also made a sale. So it feels like once you make one, the ball just starts rolling. Uh, I have a client from Sweden who I've actually been working with solidly for about a month. And I've been trying really hard to present him good properties. And then he's been coming back and forth from Sweden and the rest of the world traveling for work. So while he's been here, I've taken him on about two and a half days of viewing quite a lot of towers and quite a lot of apartments. Uh, The second time he came with his wife and she had a look also. And we very, very nearly closed about two weeks ago. And then I showed him an apartment in Kayan Tower, which I mentioned before. So listeners might know this tower as the twisty tower. So when you Google Dubai, it's actually the first image that comes up. And that wraps up our Sunday for December the 3rd. Get out there, enjoy your weekend and look forward to your company next week. The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. The Dubai Property Podcast for all things real estate.